you do have to embrace the fact that routines can be what you want for them to be for you and your unique lifestyle and family, that a routine is not there to restrict you or to constrict your creativity. They're really there to help expand upon who you are. And when you do a routine and create a routine that really aligns with who you are, it's going to really help you to lean more so into who you are versus take away from who you are. Hey friends, welcome to the More Than A Mother podcast. I am your host, Lawan Moses, and I am a mom on a mission to help you master your mindset and own your time so you can make space in your busy life for your dreams and goals. Join me each week for tangible tips, tools, and strategies that you can use to show up as your personal best in motherhood, business, and life. We are helping you truly step into your own and find the freedom to do more of the things you love and enjoy without feeling guilty or overwhelmed. My guest today is Ashley Brown of Routine and Things. Ashley is the founder and owner of Routine and Things, a product-based business equipping women to consistently live their happiest life one routine at a time. In today's episode, Ashley and I sat down and talked about all things routines. Most importantly, we talked about how routines can enhance your life, how a lot of routines and a lot of parts of life go along with managing expectations, the role that gratitude plays in control, and how our mindset is so important when it comes to our systems and routines. When asked what it means to be more than a mother, Ashley said, To me, being more than a mother means understanding my worth doesn't come from my role as a mom. I am worthy just by being me, and I honor this through setting healthy boundaries and consistently catering to my needs. Let's dive into my interview with Ashley. Hey, Ashley, how are you? Hi, Luan. I'm doing good. How are you? I am well. Welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am so excited to have you here with me today. Yes, I'm excited to be here chatting motherhood and and all the things, right? (laughs) Yes, all the things that go along with that. Before we get started, if you could just take a moment and introduce yourself to us, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, etc. Yes, so I'm Ashley Brown. I am first and foremost, a God girl. That's one thing I always like to start with. And I'm originally from South Carolina, but me and my family currently reside in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm here with my husband and my two daughters. They're ages almost two and four. So I have littles at home. So, you know, my hands are full and they're in the stage where they like to fuss with each other a lot because they don't like to share. So we're in that stage. But yeah, that's that's a little bit about me and just my family life. But in terms of my business routine and things, it's all about helping women consistently live their happiest life one routine at a time. I am a huge like routine girl. I love anything with structure and organization. And I've been that way since I was little. So this is right up my alley. And I love talking about it and speaking about routines because I think they can be really impactful for your life and to help you feel like, you know what, life feels good. I have, you know, at least somewhat peace of mind and I know how to, you know, get back on track when things don't go as planned. 
Yes, that sounds wonderful. And you mentioned you are in Baltimore. So my whole family lives in Baltimore, except for my parents and my siblings. But all of my extended family lives in Baltimore. My parents were born and raised in Baltimore. So shout out to Baltimore. And then also the two girls, ages two and four. I just want to tell you that I have two girls. I also have a son, but I have two girls who are now 11 and 13. And the fussing does not stop. So <laughs> I know you said you were at that stage with bickering and all, but trust me, it does not stop. So. Yes. Yes. No, I, I could see that too, that it doesn't stop because me and my sister, she's, I have an older sister, three years older than me. And although we don't, we don't fuss now, but when we were younger, I remember getting to little spats with her and it's like, it does not stop, but I'm like, oh my gosh, these girls, but I just have to be patient. That's really what I yes. try to do is just be patient with them. Yes. Girls take a lot of patience. I always say that my son, he was the firstborn, so he spoiled me. But yes, these girls, they take a lot of patience. So yes, patience is a good thing to develop early on because it just evolves and gets more interesting, but it's definitely a good time. Yes. Now, before we get into all you do with routines and things and how much you just love routines, because I love routines also, if you could just briefly walk us through, what was your transformational journey or those aha moments in your life that put you on the path that you're on today? Yeah. So when just thinking about that, I feel like, you know, we have so many aha moments, but I feel like the one like aha moment for me was during my time as a stay-at-home mom. So like two and a half years ago, I was a stay-at-home mom for like two and a half years. And I never thought I would get the opportunity to be a stay-at-home mom because I was raised by a single mother myself. And I never knew anyone that had the ability to be able to stay at home with their children. And so when I got this opportunity, I was like, you know what, let's do it. I was super excited about it. And so got into it and it was a whirlwind. It was nothing like how I expected. It was super difficult in the beginning. And I really suffered like mentally just in terms of went into a really deep depression at that time because it was like just things weren't panning out. My mental health wasn't in check. The home was not in order. And I was just feeling like I was failing at life. That's how the, that's what I felt, even though I was doing my best. That's what I was feeling at the time. And I feel like my aha moment in all of that was when I realized I was trying to escape where I was like I did not want to lean into the current season that I was in and I kept trying to run from it and I realized one day and this was with a lot of just like help from my bestie and talking to her and just God of like you need to surrender a little bit. Like you really need to surrender into where you are because you are making life more difficult for yourself. And so at that point in time, just leaning on God, I was like, okay, let me try to get these routines in order and let me try to lean into being a stay-at-home mom instead of fighting it. Because I did, I was the type of mother when I came at home that, or just type of woman that was like, you know what? I don't want to just be at home with my kids and that's it. I want to be able to also do something else to keep my mind stimulated. So I started a food blog at the time, but that like totally derailed me to a certain extent and got me all focused from my home and the intention of why I 
I came home to be with my daughter. And so that aha moment was really huge for me to just try to surrender, which took a lot of time because I was super stubborn in the beginning. And it took a lot of time to just kind of surrender to where I was. And it was a lot of like mental work that I did, gratitude practice that really got me to the point of being able to see the beauty and just abundance of being a stay-at-home mom. And the routines really helped to keep me on track too, i.e. why I have this business now. So that was my aha moment. Yes. And that is a powerful moment because we don't realize that when we get into certain circumstances and certain situations, how it may be what is needed at the time or what we desire at the time, but then when it doesn't look like we feel it should look, it can really play on our mental health, our mental state. And as you mentioned, with the depression and feeling like you were failing at life, I think a lot of people for different reasons, especially women and mothers, we get into that kind of mindset where we feel like we're failing, we're not living up to how we feel we should perform. And I like how you said that it was because you were kind of trying to escape your current situation instead of accepting it for what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is that, I mean, it's hard when you're in the thick of things to really see the beauty sometimes, or just the, the pieces of joy, even, even in difficult situations, I think there's always light in difficult situations and it can be hard to see that during that time where you're in the, when in the thick of things and you have like this cloudy head and you're just like, life isn't how I expected it to be. And like, that's one thing that I've learned so much is like manage expectations, many times not having too many expectations, trying not to enter a situation with expectations because we'll see many times our expectations are not met or they don't, they don't turn out how we thought they would. And I think that's something that I have learned hugely in life to just, you know, make sure that I am managing. That's something just managing expectations is something that was really huge for me to learn. And I think that that's one thing that I always try to stress is, you know, manage your expectations because we'll put more on ourselves than even, than even others are putting on us. And so that's something that I had to really work on. That is so true because, as you said, a lot of times we have these expectations and how we think things should play out. And a lot of times when we think about it, our expectations tend to be unrealistic. It's like when we cat, when we create them and we go into these situations thinking of how everything will be at the time to us, it makes sense. But then when you kind of get into it and you get in the thick of things and start living, you realize how a lot of times we have these ridiculous expectations that no one's ever going to live up to. Life is really impossible. We set these high, extremely high standards for ourselves instead of just kind of embracing that moment, living in that moment. And as you said, kind of going in with perhaps lowered or managing those expectations that you're not putting a lot of stress and pressure on yourself. Yeah, for sure. It's so important. It's so important for us to think about those things. I get asked all the time, Lawan, how do you book guests on your show so easily? My former guests constantly praise my booking process, and many want to know just how I get it done, so seamlessly and so efficiently. Well, I'll let you in on a little secret. The key to easy guest booking is systems, workflows, and automation. That's right. Get your systems in order, and your booking process will flow smoothly. But where do you start? 
I'm so glad that you asked. You have to get a guest booking process. And luckily for you, I have packaged my signature process together and it is now available for you. Podcast Guest Booking Made Easy is my signature system for easily booking guests. Inside this e-guide, you will find my guest booking process, an easy guest booking checklist, and best of all, you get all of my emails and forms which you can customize and use in your own booking process. Eliminate the stress and frustration of booking guests now and head over to bit.ly slash easy guest booking or go over to my website, lawanmoses.com and grab your podcast guest booking made easy guide today. You said that you were in a season where you had to surrender. And when you surrender, it is such a powerful thing, but is also to me a scary place to be because I know I have control issues and I am getting better with them. But I also realized that when I had to go through my own period of surrender and time of surrender, that relinquishing that control, giving it all to God is really kind of a peace, more peaceful place to be. And as we said before, it takes that pressure off of you. So could you speak to kind of what you were going through and the process when you were going through that surrendering? Yes. So at that time, and this is just me thinking back because while I was doing it, I knew I was trying to like lean more into where I was and I knew I needed to relinquish that control because I'm like you. I deal with the control issues of wanting things to go exactly how I want for them to go. No, ma'am. Like I had to really like start speaking to myself and being like, that's not, that's not healthy because at the end of the day, I was putting so much pressure on myself. But at that time, in terms of surrendering and the process of that, it was a lot of spiritual connection with God, like reading. I read the Bible. So I was reading the Bible, quoting scriptures, making sure like I chose certain scriptures that could help me in times where I was feeling like things needed to go a certain way. So that was a big part of it. My best friend was huge because I would talk to her frequently because she was kind of on the same like growing path. And so I would talk to her frequently and just kind of talk through what I was feeling. And I also ended up joining a program online with a therapist. And she is just in terms of changing our mindsets around just being able to relinquish that control and to understand that no matter what, I'm going to be okay. That was the huge thing for me. It's like, I had the thought that, okay, yeah, I need to be able to map out every little thing because somewhere deep down, it was like, I don't know if I'm going to be okay if I don't know. Like, if I don't know, or if I don't plan this, are things going to actually be okay at the end of the day? And I had to really start to look at the evidence that showed in my life, yes, look at times in your life where you didn't know what was going to happen and didn't things turn out fine? Yes. And so it was really a part, that was a part of it too, is like looking at past evidence to show me when I did surrender at certain points in my life, did it turn out okay? And it was like, yeah, it actually turned out more than okay when you surrender to those times. And so that was something that I did as well. Gratitude practice was really huge, just being able to keep perspective that there was a lot of abundance around me so that I could feel safe enough 
to let go of that control. And so those were some of the things that I did. Journaling was huge for me too at that point in my life. Journaling is still a huge part of my life now. But those were some things that I did in terms of that surrendering. Those are all great practices from the journaling to the gratitude to therapy, to your support circle, and the reading the Bible and quoting the scriptures. I am big on Bible reading and finding those scriptures that can help through circumstances as well. And I like how you said you had to to look at the evidence of the past and see how things worked out when you did surrender, when you weren't in control. And that is that scary place where a lot of us are because we forget those times when we did walk in faith or we didn't know it was going to happen and God worked it out and things worked out on our behalf. And when we can look at that past evidence, to me, that is really powerful and it is motivating to see that, yes, it will be okay. And I don't think people realize how much our mindset goes into so many things that we do. Like at the core of motherhood, business, womanhood, whatever it is that we're doing, at the core of life, our mindset plays such a role. So no matter what we're going into, no matter what we go to do, we really have to get our mind right before we can make progress anywhere. Yes. Mindset is everything. I mean, I'm telling you, that's one thing that I've been learning. I didn't realize that until I'm 30 now, but I didn't realize that until probably around age 26. I'm not even going to lie. Like 26 was when that light bulb started to like pop on just from certain things happening in life. And I'm like, oh shoot, my mindset is jacked up. Like something needs to, like this needs to start to change. And just little by little, God was just revealing to me how, you know, the the path he wanted me to be on. Cause I, you know, God only wants us to be the highest version of ourselves. And so with that, I mean, we have to dig into mindset. That's always a starting point. Even when it comes to what I do now, that's what I always share with women is your mindset is the first thing that's going to stop you from being able to even have a routine, stay consistent with the routine. So mindset is huge in all areas of life for sure. Yes, it most definitely is. I think a lot of us, when you said that you were 26, 27, when you kind of had that revelation that your mindset is jacked up, I just like it's something that happens with women. I don't know what it is about as we approach the age of 30, when we get to that 27, 28, we all have these kind of revelations like, oh, I need to get things together for myself. So I can definitely relate to that being that 26, 27 and realizing how messed up my mindset was, how I wanted things to change and how I needed to go out and do different. Yes, yes, yes. If you are enjoying this show, feeling inspired and motivated, learning something new, or just want to show some love, please do me a favor and help me spread the word. Screenshot this episode and share your favorite takeaways in your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag me at Lawan Moses so that I can share your share. Each time you share this show, it helps me to reach more and more moms just like you. Don't. Now you you started talking about routines and things. So now let's transition because you mentioned how mindset is important in routines and all of that. So let's transition. And if you could tell me what about what you're doing with routines and things. Yes. So Routine and Things is a product-based business primarily that helps women start, create, and maintain their routines. And specifically, 
fun and flexible routines is what we do. I believe that routines do not fit into a box. There's no one right way to do a routine and that you make the rules for your routines. And so I'm a huge proponent for that. And I absolutely believe that routines are a form of wellness. And so with routine and things, we do sell products that can help you to maintain your routine. But then also I do workshops that help you to create a routine and know the steps of creating a routine and um, walking you through the framework that I have that really helps you cultivate really abundant routines for your home and life. And so that's what Routine and Things is all about. We also have the podcast, which is really huge on diving real deep into routine building and just anything surrounding routine. And so those are some inspirational um, things just that we're doing. And I just absolutely love the work that I'm doing, I feel like it has touched the lives of so many women in the like tiniest and smallest of ways. Because when you think about routines, it seems like when you say it, it's like, yes, routine is a part of everyone's life. Like it's, you know, it's just like really in its simplest form, the way that we stay organized and just kind of on track in life and feel like that sense of comfort in life when we have routine and everyone does have a routine and do have multiple routines that they are into. Whether you feel like you're a routine oriented person or whether you're a routine rebel who's like, no, I'm more free flow because I've ran into a lot of routine rebels. Maybe some of you are listening today and I'm always like, no, but you have routines. You are a routine person. <laughs> yeah. So I just absolutely love what we're doing to kind of shift the narrative about routines that they don't need to be uptight and rigid, but they can be flexible and flowy and align with who you are and what you want from life. Wow, and I'm so glad that you brought that up because that was going to be my next question. Because when a lot of people hear the words routines or hear the words schedules, they immediately think of something boring or something that you that is so strict that you have to stick to. But you said that you are making routines fun. So how are you helping people to flip their mindset and flip how they look at the routines that they have in their life so that they can kind of embrace them as the overall uh good contribution to their wellness and improving their life and all of those things. Yes. So usually when it comes to mindset, as far as perspective around routines, one, I always talk about how you do have to embrace the fact that routines can be what you want for them to be for you and your unique lifestyle and family, that a routine is not there to restrict you or to constrict your creativity. They're really there to help expand upon who you are. And when you do a routine and create a routine that really aligns with who you are, it's going to really help you to lean more so into who you are versus take away from who you are. So that's like one thing I always share is that you make the rules for your routines. You do what you want to do in your routine, because when you create a routine that way, it's going to be a, a more successful routine for you and you're going to be able to stick to it more. But then another part of this is routines. When I describe them, I like to say routines are like the safety, like belt or safety harness on a roller coaster ride. Like, you know, you get into that roller coaster ride, they put that on you. You make it makes you feel secure, safe when you're on that ride because I feel like life is much like a roller coaster itself with all the twists and turns. But I feel like routines is that safety harness that's there to make you feel more comfortable 
So when the twists and turns come, you're like, I'm still going to be fine. And it really helps you to enjoy life a little bit more and gives you more freedom to enjoy life when routines are there as that safety net. So that's how I like to describe routines. I think that routines are really important or when you're thinking about a routine for you to understand that routines are going to bring forward what you value in life if you create them to do that. So when you're thinking about, you know, having routines a part of your life, always think about this routine is going to help me act out my values and going to help me stay consistent with the values that I have, like my highest values. And so that really helps me and it's helped a lot of women when they have that perspective. I like how you broke that down. I never thought about routines in that way. And the whole comparison to the safety harness on a roller coaster, by having those routines in place, they kind of, as life is navigating, as you said, it keeps you on that path, letting you know that everything is going to be okay. And just also the fact of how routines are individual, they're personal. So what one person's routine looks like, it's not going to match someone else's, but as long as that is working, then that is okay. I feel like a lot of people probably get messed up because they feel like they have to have a certain routine that perhaps someone tells them they have to have, or they see what someone else is doing in their life and they want to put that, implement that in their home. And that is really unrealistic. But the way you framed it around routines being personal, I think that is a great way to think about it and go forward in the process of setting routines. Yes, for sure. Because we can get so hung up on what people say about routines. That's why I'm really flexible on how I teach routines and a certain framework that I do, because I don't want anyone to feel like they have to do a certain thing in their routine because we're all different people. And just because I like to journal at night does not mean you're going to like to journal at night. You might like to do another activity where you can release or, you know, try to get out the things in your head, but it doesn't have to be journaling if that's not what you like to do. And if it doesn't really mesh well with who you are. So yeah, routines can be definitely personalized to who you are and your unique lifestyle. Do you want immediate access to new episodes, products, events, and freebies? Join the More Than a Mother community today. Head on over to lawanmoses.com. That's www.lawannmoses.com and join my community today. So what do you think the benefits are from having a morning and or evening routine? Mm. I was just speaking about morning routine just the other um, just other night in this membership community. But in terms of a morning routine, both are super important, I believe. I think that I'll start with the evening routine because that is my absolutely favorite routine. I usually call it like bedtime routine, but you can say evening too. But the evening routine really helps you to ease into your night so that you have better rest. Because when you rest well, usually in the morning, that will be that will help you a lot because you'll be able to stay consistent with your morning routine. So an evening routine really helps to prepare you the day before, which is really helpful. So you can do things that help prepare you in your evening routine and not just physical things or like tangible things, but also like mental work at night to help you rest better. I love meditating at night. And so that helps me or just sitting in silence, turning off the phone, the TV at a certain point in time. 
so that I can ease into my night, feel relaxed and I rest really well. So when the morning comes and I do my morning routine, I feel good doing that morning routine because I'm not tired. I have the energy to do it. And a morning routine is really great because it helps you start your day with like true intention, no matter what you are doing in your morning routine. When you are intentional with the actions you're doing at the beginning of your day, that can really like lead into the rest of your day and that intention will flow throughout the day. So no matter if you have things that come out, come up from the woodworks or things that come out of the blue that come up in your day, you, because you started your day with intention, you feel like, okay, I can get back on track here because if I was intentional this morning, then I kind of, I can get back on track and it just gives you that motivation. So Morning and evening routines can be so impactful. And I believe that they are so helpful for us as moms, for sure. They definitely are. And I can speak to the fact of speaking on the morning routine where you say you kind of start your day with their true intentions. And I know that when I get up in the morning, if I'm rushed and I don't go through my whole morning routine the way that I typically would, it does mess up to me the day. But then on those days when I do have do my whole morning routine, have enough time. It's like, it really truly does set the tone for how the outcome of the day is going to be. So I definitely agree with the whole power that is in morning routines. And I never even thought about evening routines, setting you up for the day before so that you're ready to get up the next day, you feel rested and tackle your day, whatever that may be. I never even thought about evening routines that way. So thank you for breaking that down for us. Yes, you're welcome. Now, I was on your Instagram and I saw that you gave some tips for a happier life through implementing routines. So could you just kind of share what a couple of those tips or however many you want to share, just kind of how how are routines helping with people having happier lives? Yes. So I shared that, which was a really, I did a um, article for Parents Magazine, which was really awesome. And it was more so surrounding building a happier life, of course, using routines. But one of the things that I shared, which I just shared was about values and like understanding what your values are. And I start here and I share that because I think sometimes we feel like we know what it is that we value. And I truly believe that we do but it doesn't always translate to how we're utilizing our time and what we're doing with our time. So I always say, you know, get clear and identify what your highest values are in life and monitor your time to make sure that you are utilizing your time in a way that align with those values. And if you create routines that help you do this and you know for sure, yes, my routines, when I'm spending time in my routines, it is aligning with my highest value. So that's one tip that I shared. And I also shared the tip of ushering in joy, like bring joy into your routines, which I think this is a really important one because 
sometimes when we become moms or just get older, we start to get real serious in life. And we kind of like the fun starts to kind of go away. And it's like, no, like you can still have joy in your life being a mom and in your routine and with your kids. Like it's perfectly fine. Like I love like in my routines, like cleaning routines. I have this weekly home refresh routine that I do and I'm always like jamming out to music or I have a podcast on my AirPods or I'm doing something that brings me joy while I'm cleaning. And I do this for many of my routines. Like even my planning routine, I drink coffee because I'm a huge coffee fan. So I drink my coffee every single time I plan. It brings me a lot of joy. Even just gratitude when I'm doing my routine brings me a lot of joy. So think about how can you spice up your routines? What are some ways like those tiny joys? That's something that I got from Debbie Brown, who I absolutely love her. You should look her up on Instagram. She's really impactful, especially for mindset work. But she always talks about tiny joys. And I'm like, what are those tiny joys I can add into my routine that give me that spark and just makes me feel so good. So those were just two tips that I think are really helpful for you to think about when it comes to your routines and having a happier life and consistently feeling like, you know what, even though life isn't always like happy-go-lucky, right? We know that for sure because things are going to come up, life happens. But I do feel as if, you know, there can still be happy moments in times that don't feel so good. So I think that those are just some things to think about in terms of routines for living a happier life. Yes, those are great tips. And I love the whole putting joy and fun into everything. As you said, a lot of times us moms, we get so uptight and we forget that we can have fun. We can make routines fun. We can make cleaning fun. We can just continue to have fun in life. So I really like that tip about ushering in the joy and bringing joy to everything that you do. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's so important. Yes, it is. So aside from motherhood, what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your life journey so far? Oh my gosh, that is such a good question, Lawan. What has been the most? Oh my god. Oh, so I would say, oh my gosh, the most rewarding. I would say, oh my God, this is so hard. Oh my gosh, Lawan, you didn't got me stuck with this one because I'm like <laughs> trying to think right. about what's the most rewarding. It's so many things, but let me just go with this one. I think outside of motherhood, it has been getting to know who I am and like legitimately digging into who is Ashley, what do I actually want? Who am I outside of any of my roles as wife, as mother, as daughter? Who who am I to my core? And so that has been so rewarding to get on that path because, of course, I'm still on that path. I will continue to be on that path um, until I'm no longer here on this earth because it's just like it's been so rewarding to understand myself because when I can understand me, then those around me can better understand me and life feels a lot better. And I feel like I am living in my purpose when I know who I am. So that has been a really rewarding thing for me. 
Oh, I love that. And I always, I love this question because I always say it outside of motherhood because to me, motherhood is a given. And if you ask a mom what the most rewarding part is, we're all going to say motherhood. So that's why I always throw in the aside from motherhood, just to see what the other things are. And I really love that. And I agree. There is nothing better than getting to know who you are, understanding who you are and living in your purpose so you can live your best life. Yes. So I thank you, Ashley, for joining me today. This has truly been a phenomenal time and I have learned so much about routines and how to make them fun. So if you could just share with the audience where we can find you online, if you have any offers that you want to offer at this time, feel free to do so. I just want us to all know where we can find you so we can stay connected. Yes. So I will, I will say I do have a free offer um, on my website, routineandthings.com. It is a routine assessment. It's free. You can take this if you're trying to decide which routine to start, because I'm here to say it, one routine at a time that's going to be really impactful for you. So that is there, routineandthings.com, the free routine assessment. But then to hang out with me and to learn more, you can follow me on Instagram at routineandthings. I'm always hanging out there. It's a lot of fun. You can always pop into my DMs, ask me any questions, and I am here. Would love to welcome you to the community. Wonderful. And I'll be sure to link to all of that in the show notes so that everyone can easily find you and connect with you. And I love how you threw that last tip in there that we're going to make sure we emphasize one routine at a time because a lot of us try to go from one extreme to the next. So yes, one routine at a time. Yes. So thank, thank you so and- much. Thank you. I am so glad that you could be here with me today. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave a review, and most importantly, share this episode with all of your mom friends. Let's continue to grow our mom community and support each other. Remember, together, we've got this.